May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my head be pleasing to you, O Lord. Right. The eager-eared of you may have guessed, since she is the only person mentioned in both readings, and Kerry mentioned it earlier, this morning I shall be talking about Rahab. Some might question which one, Rahab of Jericho or Rahab the mother of Boaz. But I, like many people, believe that these two are the same woman. In Matthew's genealogy text, which I apologize for, is very long, complicated, and, well, we've all heard it a million and one times before. Some of us could probably almost say it off by heart, or will be able to by Christmas. Um, As it is a Christmas text as old as, well, Christmas. Rahab is one of the five women noted, suggesting that she must be part of an important story. For each of the others has a story, and women don't often get remembered in the Bible without doing something special. Therefore, as the Rahab of Joshua is the only Rahab noted in the Old Testament, it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to assume that she is the one in the genealogy of Jesus. But why choose Rahab? Simply put, I think these sermons are a good opportunity to learn about a forgotten and often hidden Bible character. As I already said, we have all heard the genealogy of Jesus many, many, many times before. But you, like me, may not know much about the characters in this line, and especially not the very few women. These women have always intrigued me because why were they included and not the others? I mean, there were definitely others, probably should be at least one for each of those men, but there's only five. Some suggest that the women on this list are there because of their unlikely relationships with powerful men. I, however, think that Rahab, at least, and the others, are there because her story and theirs predict something about how Jesus will and how the church should act. In choosing Rahab, I wanted to bring forward a very marginalized person in the Bible. She is a Canaanite from Jericho, so a non-Israelite, a prostitute, a character in the ignored book of Joshua, and a woman. These all explain that she is not only forgotten in today's church, but that she was always an outsider. The story of Rahab is brought to us through the book of Joshua. For those who don't know about Rahab or haven't heard of her or or the book of Joshua, don't worry. I barely knew about it until recently. That's because this book is often ignored because it's a pretty complex tale. But according to my trusty Bible from scratch, the book of Joshua is an account of how the Israelites attacked and occupied the land of Canaan. The driving belief of the book is that God had promised the land to the Israelites 
as far back as the time of Abraham. The trouble was that the land of Canaan already belonged to other people, which makes Joshua a very bloody book. But why would I use this bloody book? Well, because as soon as I read this Rahab text, I felt that she had something to teach us. In her, I saw something of true hospitality, given without an assurance of receiving anything in return. The strength of her hospitality struck me as a message to us all about how God wishes us as individuals, as communities, and especially as the church, to act. As we heard, Rahab welcomes the spies into her home. While this may be her profession and so a normal part of life for her, I believe the manner of her hospitality is far more than that. For she not only welcomes these strangers into her house, she hides them. This is incredible because she does this knowing that these men are coming to organize an attack on Jericho. Not only does she protect them, knowing that her life is at risk from them, but she lies to the king of Jericho, and placing her, therefore placing herself in further danger. For if the king knew that she had lied to him, he would surely have her killed. While we later hear her ask for protection from the Israelite forces, it is in many ways already too late. Her life is already at risk. It is this courageous hospitality that I believe to be so powerful, a hospitality which puts others before yourself. Fortunately for Rahab, her request works. Later in the book of Joshua, we find that she managed to complete all the requirements given to her by the spies. And so, when Jericho falls, she and her family are saved. This survival is lucky, and yes, comes in some ways because of her courageous hospitality. But I believe it is not the cause of it. To me, the fact that her request comes after she has protected them and put her life on another chopping block is a reminder that we should never enact hospitality just to re receive something in return, not even gratitude. For hospitality is not transactional. Now, this part of the story isn't completely relatable or an example for us all to follow. Thankfully, most of us rarely have to welcome those who might harm us into our lives and protect them, risking our own life again. But the manner in which she is hospitable to strangers and allows them into her life, and most of all to challenge and change her, I believe is significant for us all. Although we don't exactly know what conversations happen in the house of Rahab with the spies, clearly their presence and the stories of the Israelite God she had already heard converted Rahab. I think this conversion is important because it suggests something about true hospitality, about a theology of hospitality, you could say. In her conversion, Rahab shows that true hospitality is not just about giving generously to others, but it is also opening oneself to be changed by the other. Thus her hospitality is not only courageous because it risks her life physically, but also challenges her understanding of life, which sometimes can be even harder. 
I know myself the idea of hospitality and change is difficult. Often we expect gratefulness from those that we give hospitality to and that they will do as we do or as we say. We especially often see this suggested in reference to the UK's hospitality of refugees with notions that all who come here should be grateful in some way and should now act a certain way. In my understanding, this is not just morally wrong or unfair. It is not hospitality. In another way, personally, I've been thinking a lot about what it means to give true hospitality. Having recently moved house, I've wondered a lot about how I am hospitable to others. I love having people around, but I also notice that I really struggle with the idea of others changing things, even the simplest of things. For example, and beware, now a very middle-class example is coming up. For the first time as an adult, in my own home, I live with a dishwasher. I know, fancy, it's exciting. <laughs> so after dinner has come an offer from friends to clear up. Now this is an offer I gratefully accept, but here's the thing I've noticed, that when I then reopen the dishwasher and they have put things in differently than I would, I get a little bit annoyed and it bothers me. This small change really, uh, yeah, bothers me. Now this is a bit of a silly example and a very unimportant one. But I hope the idea is something we can all relate to. When we welcome people into our lives, very often we struggle with the changes that may come with that. But Rahab shows that we must welcome or at least be open to those changes. As I said, her story shows us something about Jesus and the church. Throughout the gospels, Jesus gives hospitality to those on the margins, especially people who contradict and challenge societal norms. In these actions, Jesus and the expectation of Jesus is changed, just as Rahab is and just as we are called to, called to change. Therefore, to me, her story and place in the genealogy reinforces that we are called by God to practice a true, a radical hospitality. With this, Rahab is an example to us especially at this time as a congregation. She welcomes new faces into her home and her life, and through them, and the stories she has heard of them, she is changed. And she welcomes that change. As we as a church prepare to welcome someone new into our fold, in the shape of a new vicar, as well as the many visitors we will receive over the Christmas period, Perhaps we can remember Rahab and see if we can act a little like her. In fact, filled with Rahab's courage, I believe we should act in radical hospitality. So, let's get ready to be changed.